Here we go, broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, on Rock Radio UK, the Blues Channel, you are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadou, and I've got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Paul Flippowich. He's got a brand new release out. We'll be listening to tracks from that, and of course, we'll be talking with Paul at the top of the hour. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new, original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, podcasts, and so much more. In the meantime, I have got some great new music I know you're going to love and some great new artists I can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, I aim to misbehave. Ain't always best for everyone concerned 
let my heart lead the way when my eyes can't see when I'm blind in the darkness let your light shine on me
Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. like this.
attached to me In the middle of the night No matter what's wrong We can make it right Oh, listen closely When your words are spoken A promise only matters When it's broken in you You led me to believe We steal away We steal away On a crystal sea Listen closely When you Spoken, spoken, baby. A promise only matters when it's broken. The fighting, the crying, all those lonely nights.
tell her I don't really need her While you're at it, call your daddy And girl, you better hurry We'll take it real slow Ain't no need to worry They don't like my hair They don't like my clothes They don't give a damn About rock and roll They said, boy, you better stop guitar you know that you ain't never gonna make it very far baby don't you wanna go back in time and we can take it slow but baby don't you wanna be somewhere close to me your mama don't like me and neither does your sister she's a little I would never kiss her, we can keep it all a secret If it's how you want to go Your mama won't get hurt by what she don't know Baby, don't you want to go Back in time and we can take it slow But baby, don't you want to be Somewhere close to me
Black Lives Matter And God knows they do Why can't black sons Walk the streets safe too Take a knee Take a knee Take a knee And Carlos and Ali. Now you're walking in proud company. Take a knee, take a knee, take a knee, take a knee, or take a knee.
But you won't 
tide with the wildflowers all in bloom. But that frost on your shoulder, babe, it don't seem to melt her.
But my hair is turning silver gray Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. And now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Paul Flipperwich. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs.
was Paul Flipowitz from his brand new release, and we got Paul on the line right now. Hey, Paul, how you doing? I'm doing great, Richard. It's always great to hear your voice. How are you? It's I'm doing good, and it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, now, you've been here several times already, but we always like to give our fans the opportunity to get to know who you are. And the best way to do that is through your journey. So give us uh, uh, the story of Paul Flippowitz. <laughs> well, uh, um, I'm a blues guitar player, and uh, I came about it pretty organically when uh, me and when I was a young young guy. Like, I mean, real young. I had a well. I still got an older brother, and for Christmas we got a crystal radio set. And he helped me put it together, and we hooked it up to the bed springs, and we and I was living. We we're living right outside of Chicago, a little ways out of town. Back in them days, when now it's a suburb, but back then days we were out in the country, and and we pulled in a radio station out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, in either '56 or '57, and they were playing Sonny Boy Williamson. Muddy Waters and Holland Wolf. They played those three guys, three songs in a row. And as a young man, I hadn't heard much of that. I hadn't heard any of that stuff. And it just took me away. It just, I knew they were playing for me. And, uh, or, or, you know, they, when I first heard that music and I was really young, I thought, man, those guys are singing to me. They were playing to me. And, and so that was my first taste of the blues. And, uh, and I've been hooked ever since. So I, I, uh, I'm really lucky that, that they were there for me. Okay. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about the new release. Uh, if you were to try to explain to someone or give them the elevator pitch about this release, what would you tell them about it? Uh, <laughs> okay, well, okay, Pier 43 is... Um, so I've been so I've been doing this for a while, and I was um, gonna I, I was set up to record to do I wanted to put two albums out uh, and then COVID hit, and I had this live radio program from '79 uh, uh, that had enough stuff on it to do a whole live show, and then but at the time I already had uh, nine or ten songs of original songs. And, uh, so when it came that we could actually get back in the studio, uh, the people were saying, you know, we don't want to hear old stuff. We want to hear what you're doing. We want to hear, because I have evolved as a musician as we all should. So, uh, it's, it's a little old, a little new. Um, it's all hard driving. Uh, I'm a West side Chicago blues guitar player. It says that on my, uh, Chicago blues hall of fame. Uh, a certificate even so uh, it's hard driving uh, electric blues uh, with with a lot of emotion and um, and a lot of dance grooves we cut dance grooves as well I'm really basically a live dance band that's what we do live so we cut grooves okay now uh, let's talk about you as a songwriter. Uh, when you sit down to begin that process, what is what do you do to kind of get that muse going? So um, my songwriting takes uh, quite a few different uh, avenues. Uh, sometimes I work at it. Sometimes I don't. 
sometimes I'll be doing something. Um, I, I was a laborer. I was a roofer for 47 years. Uh, sometimes I'll be doing something. I'll be working and I'll get a rhythm going or I'll get a thought in my head and I, um, and I try and sing it or I start singing it. And if I can sing it over and over again, it's almost a work song. Uh, so that's one of the ways I approach it. And that's how my song, when I get to town come from on, the on the pier 43 album, um, it's, it's a, it's like a Mississippi Hill country work song. Just, I'm going to get to town MF and get out of my way. Uh, and, and that's what comes out on the, on the, on the record. The record's pretty true to what we do live. Uh, other ways, uh, you know, I can, I'm a moody guy. I can be in a different mood and sometimes I'll sit around and play my guitar by myself and get different sounds and feelings out of it. And, and it'll take a different, uh, journey and so, like the song Pure 43, it's a slow blues instrumental, but it's not um, its not a straight cut and dried 12-bar progression. It uh, decided to go somewhere else, so I just went with it. And so that's two of the approaches that, uh, that I use on my, my songwriting is I let the song evolve. Um, also, I try and implement these songs with my band and play them live as soon as I get one, a song going, so that I can let the song evolve with the band and and, uh, and turn it into a cohesive unit and see how people react to it and see if they'll dance. Okay. Now, um, you know, the melody and lyrics, I find, are two different things. When you go looking for your melodic mm -hmm. ideas... Uh, some songwriters like to use just like a rhythmic groove and allow the, the melody kind of to free form out. Others like a chord structure or a riff. And then others even take the lyric and the cadence kind of dictate where the melody should go. What do you do to find your mm -hmm. melodic ideas? Uh, my melodic ideas, wow, that is very interesting. I uh, Well, when I play my guitar... Um, when I play live with a band, it's different than if I'm by myself because I, my phrasing changes and, and, or I can phrase over a couple of, couple of different changes where if you're playing by yourself, you kind of got to keep those changes, um, implied. And, and so when I'm playing by my, when I'm playing with my band, I play different, different melodically, which, um, which then once I capture that, I try and capture that. If I hear something I like or something that's a different phrase, I'll, I'll capture it in my mind and be able to reuse that again and, or use that for a whole, um, uh, idea in a, in a song, uh, as part of a song. Uh, as far as, and then, then also then when, sometimes when I'm singing a song, um, I will play my guitar and, you know, play, like you said, the cadence, uh, the melody along, I'll, I'll play the guitar along with the vocals and, or then not be singing and play that and have that as a melody. 
so yeah, I, I use um, whatever happens, and uh, but the thing is consistency. So when I do get a song or an idea going on, I I try and capture that in my mind or uh, record it uh, on a recording. But I still I'm pretty I'm still pretty old that I I will write it down in my notebook. I don't write notes or tablature. I write words down. And I will re- in a key and what the song is um, similar to, like if it's similar to a, a walk in uh, Willie Dixon bass line, for example, uh, uh, on Ain't Superstitious or something like that, uh, that would be a note in there. And then I would remember the, how I played against that with my guitar. Okay. Now, um a lot of songwriters have embraced some of the technology today as part of their toolkit, whether it's the cell phone or a home recording studio. What are some of the tools that you have found to be indispensable to you as a writer? Uh, yeah, well, my phone um, is one of them, obviously. I don't have one of the, you know, a lot of people have one of those keyboards that uh, that they have writing, songwriting uh apps on them and stuff like that. But basically I use my phone for, for recording. Um, one, one we're playing or I have an idea or like I was saying earlier, if I have a, basically if I have a rhythmic pattern, um, I, they're really hard to, to come up with new rhythmic patterns. And so if I get a rhythmic pattern that is, uh, that stands out, that's different. Uh, I will try and record that on my phone. And then I, because that stuff can slip out of my mind because it's always still kind of like the same four notes or something like that, that I'm working from. Uh, but it, they're in, it's just a different timing and rhythm. So if I, so I use my phone to, to record that and capture those. And, uh, and it really is, uh, it's very useful. Okay. Now, uh, of course, um, every songwriter has to make that determination when a song is ready to move from the writing phase into the production phase and they give it to the band and the producer. Um, When do you determine, how do you determine, rather, um, when a song is ready to move from, you know, writing into production? Uh, okay, that's uh, basically like I was saying earlier. I will try and um, once I get a good idea and I and I have a, an arrangement uh, down it, that I um, that I think is acceptable, I will take it to the band. Uh, we rehearse kind of on a pretty much on a regular basis, depending on how much we're playing dates. If we're playing more than three dates a week, a lot of times we won't rehearse. Um, but, um, because we're together so much, we don't have to rehearse. We'll just talk about when we're driving around or something. Uh, but usually if I have an idea and I work it up into, um, into a song, I, I will run it by, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll run it by the band before the show or, 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 um, when we're driving to a gig or something and, and then we'll throw it on the, we'll throw it out on stage. And, um, a lot of times our first time performing the song, uh, even though we've never done it before, it can be really inspiring. It, it's very, 
uh, like I said, I, I like being organic with the stuff. And, and so, you know, the bass player might take it a little bit different place and the drummer might, uh, speed it up or slow it down or something. And, and so it's, it's the magic. It's kind of a magic time for us when we, when we play our song the first time live, because, and, and the reason I like to do it live is because in, when you're rehearsing, Somebody go, oh, was that okay? I'll stop in the middle. Was that okay? How about this? When you're live, you can't do that. You have to play the whole song, and and that's one of one of my theories on music is that we have to play it live all the way through and make a total performance out of it. And so, and, and it it goes different places when you do that. It's stuff that you don't even ex, ex, expect, and half the time I will remember to record it. Okay. Now, um, let's go into the studio because every artist has their way of getting the sound they're looking for. Um, when you get into that environment, what is your process that allows you to capture the sound you're looking to get? Well, I am uh, blessed with uh, an engineer named uh, Steve Hamilton at uh, Making Sausage. And I've done, I think, my last four recordings with him. So that might go all the way back to 2016 or maybe earlier. So we have a really good working relationship now. And I don't, I barely consider uh, how we're going to capture it. Because <laughs> that's, that's what he does. Um, and, and Steve knows what I want, what I need. Um, and, and, uh, you know, he, he'll get in there you know, and he does, he's got pro tools. So, um, uh, he can, he can fine tune just about anything, but, but he captures the raw stuff. When, when we get to the point where we're mixing or taking the song, you know, and, and, and putting the, uh, the shine on it, uh, he's a guy who knows what's here and there. And if I say it needs more reverb here or, or, you know, the bass should be a little, uh, a little fatter sounding, or, you know, I want some slap on the some snare drum on this one. Uh, he's the guy who does that. Um, and I'm really blessed with having his input on all that stuff. Uh, so, um, but he knows what I need. Uh, he, we, most of our stuff, when we do it, the dry run, uh, the, you know, the very first time we listen to it without any, any stuff on it, uh, the only thing that needs working usually is the vocals uh, where I might have lost a verse or missed a verse or, or something to that effect. Um, and I'm getting better at missing verses now that I'm getting older. Okay. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about the lineup. Who's playing on it? Um, okay. I have, uh, I have my boys, my boy, my boys, the Apollo Kings, uh, the, the drummer Tito Howard has been with me on and off for well over 25 years. And, and he's a drummer. He's a, he's a real blues drummer. He's a, he's a good drummer all the way around. But when we get into playing blues, he can play blues with me. He'll he'll take the blues with me, which is uh, I'm really blessed with that. And and so now the newest guy in the band is uh, Steve Lewis. He's 
uh, high-quality bass player, and he's been with us for a year now. And so I basically, on my live shows, uh, over 70% of the time, I run with a with a three piece, because uh, just because of availability and and uh, access to, you know, to what we can get in and out of clubs and stuff like that. And Steve Lewis is a, a really good bass player. He's come a long way in the last year. He's got a set of ears that uh, don't quit, and his he's got. And both these guys have unbounding enthusiasm for the music. So they don't ever they they don't ever let me down. And if I need something more out of them, I can give them a cue and they'll give it to me. And if they didn't do it that time, they give give me more the next time. So that's what I have for my basic um, uh, trio. And then I have um, on harmonica, I've got this young guy named Al Dorn, who's a real good harp player out of Milwaukee, and he's quite young. I don't even know that he's twenty six years old yet. He might be 26, 27 now, but he's a um, he's a progeny, um, and he's been. He was, I picked him up about maybe four or five years ago, and he's a quality hard player, great tone, great head, and he's still you know he's still learning. He still wants a woodshed. If he's not playing on stage, he's woodshedding. And so Al Dorn, he's got a, he's got his own band now too. But he worked with me for uh, four, three, four years, and he's a really good quality harp player. And I I bring him on. Uh, some sometimes the, the dates call for me to, that I need the harp player that or I want him to come with. So it's uh, but he's he's the last cog in the in the wheel that. Uh, we got a pretty good, uh, pretty good little band. When when it's a three piece, and when Al's with it, he brings a, a different dimension to a lot of the songs. Uh, when I and I can go over when we're playing and say, play some Big Walter, and he'll play Big Walter. I'll go over and play, play. Give me some Sunny Boy, and he'll give me some Sunny Boy. Play me some Junior Wells, and he'll play me some Junior Wells. And so it's, it's <laughs> I'm really lucky. His name's Al Dorn, and there those guys all consist to make up the Apollo Kings. Okay. Now, um, of course, once you get it recorded, you got to get it out to press and to radio. And you're working with Frank Rozak from Frank Rozak Promotions. Tell me about mm-hmm. that relationship. Uh, that That's another, another um, professional relationship. Uh, it's kind of like Steve... Um, Hamilton, uh, my my engineer, um, I'm blessed to to be working with with these people. I mean, and Frank, you know, he knows the uh, ups and downs, the ins and outs, and and uh, who, what, when, and where of uh, uh, of who needs to hear this music. It's kind of uh, it's kind of like that, you know. Like my music isn't for everybody, and and so like he'll and you know, and other blues people, you know, there might be an acoustic uh, blues band that. That you know they'll get, you know he'll put them, you know he'll send um, their music around to where that stuff will be digested better. Um, so, and Frank's just uh, boy, we're just in and out with Frank. Frank's great. We just he'll give me a message. I'll call, talk to him or something. Do this, do that. Here we go. Okay, yeah, okay, a little more over here. It's just kind of he's like part of the band. <laughs> a little more here, a little more there. Now, um, 
Let's talk about the industry. Um, of course, we all know that the consumer today has embraced streaming as a way to consume music. There's no way we're going to uh, buck that tide. It is what it is, and we have to live within those confines. Um, but the problem is, is that the consumer no longer looks at recorded music as a product to purchase anymore. It's now a service. They expect it on their phone. How has that shift in, in perception by the consumer affected you as an artist? Uh, well, maybe my big problem is that it hasn't affected me too much as an artist, uh, except for in my pocketbook. Um, uh, I, you know, the, the streaming stuff doesn't pay near as much as, uh, of some buying physical product. Um, and so I, I still, um, I still approach my music the same way. It's, uh, you know, I'm kind of like the last field hand, uh, that, you know, I just sing my song and let it fall where it may. Um, but I, I do understand um, about the, you know, I do understand about the streaming and I am glad that they're, you know, it's get the, the thing is, there's a lots more people listening to the music, but they're paying a lot less, but that's just the racket that we're in. And, you know, there's always, you know, there's always something going on in, in the, in the music business, you know, I ain't got no gigs because there's disco came in or whatever, you know, there's just, uh, it's just a million things. So I didn't uh, sign up to be a blues guy figuring I was going to make a, you know, make a killing. Um, I, I played I played gigs all my life, uh, sometimes three, four, or five times a week while working on on the roof too, and uh, it's just the way it goes. So you know, I just take it the way it way it gives you know way it comes by, and uh, and try not to lose sight of what the guys that I learned from, like Luther Allison, Jimmy Dawkins, Mighty Joe Young, Hound Dog Taylor. I got to know all of those guys well. Uh, back in the 70s, and they all told me, find your voice and stick with it. And uh, and a lot, of, so, you know, I don't just come out and play Muddy Water songs um, like a lot of people do. And, and you know, I, I found what I, I play West Side Blues guitar style, and I sing my song, and, uh, you know, people, some people like it, some people don't. It's, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it but I, I am true to that fact for a lot of people because there's not a lot of guys doing that anymore okay now um you know we're we're coming out of the pandemic and of course things are starting to open up gigs are starting to come back mm -hmm. but what are some of the biggest challenges that you're finding so far as a musician getting yourself back into you know, the swing of things back into getting on the road again. Um, yeah, that it, one of the, one of the things or well, well, somehow what obviously a lot of venues didn't make it through the pandemic, uh, which is a real crusher. Um, but then there are some, some, I just played a place last week that, they started, um, they opened up on, 
in December of 2020, uh, right, you know, when the pandemic was kicking in and, um, and they're doing, they're doing pretty good. I mean, they're doing better than pretty good. They're doing real well. So, uh, you know, it, there's, it, there's a yin and yang of, of, of where, where, who do I call today <laughs> or, or who do I email now? Um, and, and is my EPK, my, my electronic press kit, uh, you know, up to date. And, um, so, you know, it's still, you know, I, it's still how much do I apply myself every day at getting gigs and all that stuff. That's still a big, um, factor in how many gigs I do get. Uh, I remember Luther Allison told me one time, he said, after he won seven handies and one sitting, I was either six or seven. He said, I still have to fight for every gig that I get. He told me that and we were sitting there one day and I said, wow, Luther, are you kidding me? And he said, no, I, that's true. I have to fight for every gig I get. So that has been with me ever since he said that. And so I know that that nobody's going to, you know, no matter how good things seem for me, uh, I still got to go out there and do it. I got to go out there and dig around and get those gigs. So, um, uh, it, it's, I have to try and stay up to date. Um, as a, I'm, my brain is slowing down. I have to try and stay up to date and involved in, in getting these going out and soliciting gigs. And it's, um, and some days I'm not motivated. And some days I am motivated. So it's, um, I have to try and continually stay motivated. Sometimes coffee isn't enough. Okay. Now, um, you know, we, we all know streaming, uh, the, the monies that we get from streaming is, is not a lot. Uh, and you, we can't continue to uh, work off of the margins that, these streaming companies have imposed on us and it's like a double-edged sword um we have to be there because if you're not on the streaming services and someone goes looking for you you become irrelevant if you're not there so you have to be there but they're you know they're taking our content and our you know uh, creative endeavors making money off of it and really paying pittance for it and this is not a sustainable business model. We have to change that dynamic. What do you think needs to happen to help um, facilitate that, to get that dynamic changed? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I, I wish the, I knew. That's uh, the yeah, um, question. There you go. I wish I, I wish I had a relevant answer. Um, I do know that I believe it's sound exchange, um, uh, they uh, they they send me emails and stuff and and they fight for uh, fight for us and try and um, try and not let more legislation pass to where we get less. I don't know how we could ever pass legislation or whatever it is. You know, it's, you know they they took the teeth out of the FCC and you know we used to get a nickel a play and. Uh, but, you know, now we get like a half cent of play um, uh, it, it, because they took the teeth out of the FCC. And, I, you know, how that, all that happens, it's politics. I don't like politics. So um, I have to live with it. So I just really I just have to stick my head down and 
and stay out there and keep playing. But you're right. We have to stay relevant. And if we're not on there, we're shooting ourselves in the foot the other way. Um, so it's, yeah, it is a double-edged sword. And, uh, and I, I really don't have a, an answer. Um, maybe some, some young guy will come up with a, with an idea or figure out how we can some, you know, it, it, but it is true with, with almost all art that, that, um, uh, you know they'll take advantage of us and as much as they can and 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 then, you know and most people uh, I I do this music because I was born to it and I love it and um, so nobody's going to take that away from me but um, it sure would be nice to get to you know be able to pay the rent <laughs> yeah it would be <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, we're going to give everyone out there a double shot from your new release. You guys are going to love this. You know what? Turn it up loud.
Now, oh yeah, I'm gonna cut you loose. Oh yeah, I'm gonna cut you loose Cut you loose, baby, now.
gonna rock this shit. Gonna scream my name. Make you shout now, honey. Gonna make you shout. Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
I guess there just aren't enough rocks.
Chopping on wood Hate slapping pistons Kicking under my hood yeah. I met my baby In a used car lot I Drinking cheap wine And a throwing rocks A man on four wheels Baby you know that I got it Like a leaf right here in my pocket I said, listen here, baby Just a chopping on wood Eight slapping pistons kicking under my hood
You no longer have to hear the blues in a smoke-filled nightclub on the edge of town. It's a pleasant environment, but uh, but in the 21st century, uh, you know, you don't even have to leave the couch. Just turn on the TV and commercials or as theme songs, you will see and hear the blues are everywhere. I'm Elwood.
keeping you from bad seats. The things you do make no sense to me now. Situations getting dumb just for the purpose of fun. Leave the trouble alone and use your dome for the goodness.
And that day may never come. I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But uh, until that day, accept this justice as a gift on my daughter's wedding day. my food got robbed by a gun when I cashed my check stuck my money in my sock that he could not get
watching you Walk away from me One of life's smaller pleasures It's really something to see
he was hit by a truck and you were lying out in that gutter dying and you had time to sing one song. Huh? One song. All black crow on the side of the road Can't get up and fly from the way to the load And old tiger mama lying low in the woods She got a heavy heart, ain't doing too good
That's my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on the show tonight. Add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadu. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Doctor Face left home with my friend. I gone, lost my dog, I'm alone. Just found somebody. I mean, found a 